Welcome to the sixth episode of Ready to Launch Entrepreneurship in the MENA Region, a joint series between Riada, a Wilson Center podcast, and the Straight Up Startup with its host, Rajai Sahuri. I'm your co-host, Marissa Khurma, director of the Middle East program here at the Wilson Center. We turn our discussion today to a young Jordanian entrepreneur, Reem Al-Smirat, who is a pioneer in automotive design in Jordan and founder of Concepts for Automotive Design, which, by the way, is the first transportation design studio in the Middle East. Reem, I have to confess, I have never spoken to a car designer, let alone a female car designer before. So welcome to the show and thank you so much for joining us. Thank um, you for having me. Of course. Um, I'm really curious to hear about um, your entrepreneurial journey. Why car design specifically, and how did you get to where you are today um, at Concepts? Okay. So it's a very long story. I'll try to be uh, as conclusive as possible. Basically, I've been a fan of cars, a petrol head, ever since I was really young, like about uh, five to six years old. Uh, the story started from um, my father gifting me uh, a BMW catalog and a BMW scale model. And then it turned into fascination into this dynamic object and how it moves and how aerodynamics and air forces just manipulate the shape and it can be transferred into power and so on. When I decided to, to choose a career for, my, for myself at the early beginning, I thought, Uh, mechanical engineering is the answer. I was sketching cars and drawing cars, thinking that this is how you be involved, not really understanding that there is something called uh, automotive design or car design at the first place. And due to the culture and, you know, being in Jordan, there is no uh, manufacturing industry. There is no industrial design at that time. There was so little to know about it. So. Um, I started searching for answers in regards to, to cars and how to be involved in the process of building them and creating the form of them until I was lucky enough to stumble upon um, a mechanical engineer who has worked with General Motors uh, who knew of uh, the design department. And when I shared my passion with him and what I want to do, he introduced me to the concept of car design. And that was my first, you know, like uh, guiding light that, okay, this is it. And I need to study more about this and understand what it is. So looking into the fields of industry uh, or the, the career paths you could choose here in Amman. And at that time, my parents weren't uh, okay with the idea for me to go live abroad and study. So the solution was to choose the German Jordanian University because it's um, uh, common ground. You can go for one year. At the same time, you're going to be staying here in Amman. And they also uh, were flexible enough at the beginning to offer me the opportunity to study industrial design, despite the fact of no, number, no high numbers of students were enrolled in such programs. And once I, uh, we reached to the point where I needed to go to Germany, I told them, listen, my obsession is car design. I came here to study car design. So I'm going to proceed with car design. And <laughs> based on that, um, I chose the university that I uh, did the Erasmus year there. And we chose the program. Uh, 
and I finished um, and I got my first, um, let's say, in- encounter with professional car design and professional company. And it was a program with BMW through the university. We designed a car with them and I built a clay model, which I got certificate um, in regards to clay modeling and car design and came back to Amman to do my graduation project in car design which was the first time ever um, in, in, on a regional scope to um, uh, present a design project related to automotive as a, as a university program. Um, the university were uh, <clears throat> so scared and they were like, we don't have anyone who would support you. We don't teach this. Um, it's gonna be on you. You have to take this. We can't assist you in anything else. Don't expect the same treatment that other students get in terms of uh, educational support or teachers or answers, all of this, you have to take it on your own. I said to them, gladly, I have connections with my professors in uh, Germany and uh, I can build up uh, on the um, uh, previous experience that I already started in Germany. So that was the launch of uh, the idea of uh, Phoenix, which is my first uh, design project. Uh, specialized in electric vehicles in terms of city cars. And uh, from there, I started to know more about entrepreneurship and what it is and what does it mean to take a project and turn it into a business model and so on. So the journey started the path uh, to, to search in search of becoming a car designer and how can I be a car designer and how can I get in, talk, in touch with big companies and so on. Long story short, I stumbled upon a, lots of different choices in hopes of getting to where I want. But circumstances weren't always on my side. And that's exactly why I decided to launch my own company, because I was tired of waiting for the right opportunity. I decided to take um, things right into my own hands, create my own opportunity by creating my design studio uh, that's specialized in transportation design. And uh, that's where we are today. Yeah, that's that's really um, an amazing story because regardless of the pushback, you just continued moving forward. Um, I'm just curious, what is it that kept you going? Like, what is it that um, did not hold you back regardless of, you know, the pushback from um, the university yeah. or just the lack of support in general? Yeah. Um, it's pure passion, I believe. Um, I believe that everyone in life is born for a purpose and a reason. And uh, the more that I learn about car design, the more that I become involved with projects on that scale, it, there's this level of satisfaction and you feel like this, this is why you're born. You're born to do this. So this kind of sensation, uh, I can't get enough of. So no matter what happens, I keep on reminding myself of that point and you just keep on pushing. Um, and I, I'm not someone who would take no for, for an answer. Good for um, you. Yeah. And most likely the people who tried to stop me or the circumstance, the circumstances that came in the way, they just didn't make sense. You know, they didn't prevent, propose uh, enough evidence to why I should stop. They were just nonsense. And, and, and not based on logic. So, yeah, yeah if you can't convince me, uh, I'm going to keep going. Well, um, good for you. Seriously, kudos for, for um, 
continuing the journey onwards. Um, I'm just curious now, now that you've set up your studio in Amman and, and it's the first uh, transportation um, studio of its kind in the region, what is the feedback that you are receiving? Um, and do you feel like you're, you're, you've started your own sort of um, like very niche sector? Like, do you see people yeah. come towards you? Yeah, um, I'm well aware uh, of how the culture and lack of knowledge in regards to car design it is. So I went through this understanding the, uh, the circumstances or the consequences to my action, let's say. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I do take that into consideration that this is one of the main goals of establishing such um, an action uh, is to create an impact and to lead uh, a change. Um, it's basically um, people are coming in understanding like, wow, this is uh, the closest to Pimp My Ride. That's always the first comment. Um, <laughs> uh, That's more aesthetic than anything else. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, they don't really understand what it is and they don't understand the value of car design. So uh whether it was on an actual financial base or on or on a theoretical base um so that's always the the first um icebreaker the closest to uh, pink my ride i take that and i try to build upon it and try to explain furthermore realizing that if you want to lead to start um uh, a cultural change or to drive some sort of change uh you have to put so much and you have to take in anything that comes your way because you're leading a change. Um, but so far it has been interesting journey. Um, I don't expect much from, uh, the local market at, at this, uh, phase, but I do see the vision. I do believe that in the region we're we're driving forward towards urban mobility and transportation, uh, in general, we're starting to, to be more exposed to new concepts and, um, um, AI and understanding uh, the development of technology and how can be how can it be integrated within our day to day lives. Um, so I do see the future in this happening. That's why I want to be ahead. So when the wave comes, I'm going to be on top of it. Um, people might not understand what I'm doing, but bit by bit, the projects that we're working on right now, uh, the more. Um, we work on it. Um, I also this caused me to to create um, an uh, initiative called WUMOTIVE, which stands for Women in the Automotive Industry. We basically uh, support women in all fields of automotive, and uh, we create a series of seminars and workshops that introduce car design and mechanical engineering in form of design, uh, and how is the the revolution of uh, EV cars are changing the way that we perceive cars in general and even urban transportation. So all of this, we take it into consideration and we try to introduce it to the culture, to the community, to the universities through yeah. seminars and series of workshops, bit by bit. Excellent. Um, I mean, you, there's so much there that I want to unpack, but I want to go back sort of to uh, one point that you raised um, that, you know, you're, you're trying to change the culture. Culture is absolutely not static and it is yeah. also 
very difficult to change. Um, and I, I like that you have this step-by-step approach. Um, but have you been able to at least convince investors that this is really worth um, worth building, worth investing in? So what I have been successful with so far is introducing the concept of customization. What does customization mean? Uh, It means that we can alter the statics of the vehicle to enhance performance and to enhance also statics on a personal level or individual level. So I've managed to, I can't really share names uh, because projects like this happen on secrecy level before we can share it on a public level. But I'm yeah, so I've, I'm working with a local uh, called car dealership right now on a very special project. So that I have been successful with. That's the, any, uh, as far as I can say for now. So I um, heard you say we are working. Um, so who's part of your team and how did you put that team together? Yeah, so basically it's me and um, the more that I uh, talk about cars and females in in the automotive industry, the more that I attract and become uh, aware and people start to tell me, oh, you should meet this girl. She she loves cars and she's doing this and she's doing that. So basically I started to to build up this uh, connection with with other girls who are passionate about cars and they're actually um you know starting to to become more into engineering and building their own careers and based on it that's how uh i build up uh, a small community to to form this uh the Motive initiative basically and to put the girls together and uh to to create a bigger impact like i said bit by bit um, so yeah, yeah, this is basically the team so far. And in terms of the car design, um, I was hoping, hoping to find secret talent somewhere, but so far I didn't. So basically, um, I did, uh, a quick survey online, uh, to gather young talents about car design who are passionate in the Middle East. And, uh, I found a couple of people from here and there. And uh, basically, we're the one, we're the force behind uh, concepts for automotive design and Womotive. and we we run the business uh, online, um, just like any COVID situation happening right now. Uh, and yeah. we try to 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 create uh, a platform uh, until it's strong enough to to move or to go bigger. That's really amazing because. Um you you are you know we we keep talking about the future of work but you are already the future of work like you're there you're you're doing yeah. this you're reaching across the board and you're recruiting from across the region so that's that's fascinating i want to zoom into um specific challenges that uh or challenge if you want to just sort of zoom into one challenge that you um that you faced uh because of your gender and in in this particular field um, what, what is that challenge? Um, and then part two of the question, how can the government, you know, now in Jordan, there's the, uh, ministry of, uh, the digital economy and entrepreneurship, as well as, um, uh, all these different efforts, you know, trying to strengthen the entrepreneurial ecosystem. Uh, so what can the government do to address, um, 
challenges to support people like you, who who clearly, I mean, you're a pioneer, you're an innovator, you're really trying to shake things around. Um, and um, what can the private sector do beyond just investing? Um, what can they do beyond investing? You know, my, my experience or my... Um, my lifespan in regards to entrepreneurship uh, is is still at the very early age, but I've been trying um, to get into this world uh, ever since I launched Phoenix, which was in 2014. Uh, so I've been attending lots of these uh, entrepreneurship meetings and programs and so on. What we really need is honesty and integrity. That's what we really need because I cannot tell you enough how many programs uh, welcomed me in and they put me under the name and when things needed to come to 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 really become something real and uh this is when you know like the true cards show um we need people who you know they used to call me behind closed doors and tell me odium this is cute um uh how about you change into something like uh, fashion or uh, furniture design, you know, cars is just a voice thing and stick to your lane. Um, on the other hand, on, on in front of the media, um, we see a lot of support and uh, they used my name, uh, if, if I may say this, in so many cases, just to, to support their initiative and to do the marketing, because I was the only one who's doing cars and doing something innovative for real. And then behind closed doors, no one stands to his word and it's just propaganda. Um, I can't stress enough how many times I've been into this and um, it just makes you feel like there is no pure system that is actually happening for the sake and support for those entrepreneurs or for those Jordanians who are trying to put their heart out and to create something different. That's what we really need. The financial support is available. Uh, the money that we receive from so many organizations and just the capacity of support on a global scale is undeniable. And it's out there. And if you ask, you're going to receive it. And it, you can work, if you work on it, you can get there. What we really need is integrity for those people in charge who make the final yes or no decision. Um, I'm sorry that you are going through this and, and being told behind the scenes that uh, you should change course um, into, you know, quote unquote, feminine industries. Yeah. Um, uh, that must be very, uh, very frustrating. Um, so if, if there is sort of one thing, one, and, and here I, I'm going to ask you to sort of um, home into like a technical thing. If there is one technical thing that you would change um, in the ecosystem in Jordan in order to unlock potential for entrepreneurs like you and many others who are also facing challenges, what would that be? Um, I have to say something that has to do with uh, um the tax system and uh, how much the entrepreneurs, uh, especially on the early ages uh, or the early steps, like first to three years, uh, small companies uh, who are working day and night to get investors on board. There are so many fees and there are so many legal work that you need to do. 
well, basically, the, your company is still uh, in, in very barely a seed, aid, uh, seed phase. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you, you have to, there are so many legal work that, that, I go, that I go like, but I don't have this yet. No, but you have to go through this and you have to do this paperwork because that's the only way that you can get there. But that doesn't guarantee for me that I'm going to reach to that level. They limit you and they, they restrict you with so many uh, paperwork and uh, legal work and uh, rec- like recommendations. And you have to do so much work that is not necessary for the first two to three years. And you try to express that your company is still an early age and they tell you, oh, so you're not, you don't have a company, so you're nothing. So wait until you go get an investor or double up your account or bring in this and that so we can actually uh, provide for you this legal requirement. Not to mention in terms of, especially for cars, the possibilities of building a car or even the concept of creating something from zero related to the automotive, how much taxes that we have to pay and how much nonsense um, capital that needs to be put in, in terms for, for the government or for the sector that is responsible for this just to get our word across or just to build a mini prototype. They are almost making it impossible for anyone in the automotive uh, sector, whether it was on design level or engineering level, to build their cars on our own land. So they tell you, go get the experience, go build up your thing, and we want a Jordanian product and so on. But when you actually come to do it and you're ready, they don't allow you to. So you're forced to go and look for resources from outside. And you get the support, you get the support from the outside because the story is attractive. You know, you're talking about the Middle East. Um, people always are looking at us for, for new ventures. Uh, it's a fresh market that doesn't have, for my case, car design. So all the support that I'm receiving is basically from European countries and from uh, European companies who are willing to invest because they look at the story and they see it very attractive. And um, yeah, so- they see potential. You know, you know, what you are describing or what you just described in terms of you know, the, the uh, bureaucratic hurdles and all these different legal requirements and the paperwork and the lack of tax and incentives um, and the messaging you've heard as, as a young entrepreneur, it's almost like a guide to how not to become an entrepreneur. Exactly. Um, and that's, 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 that must be very, very frustrating. Um, uh, uh, so, so now, um, now that you've been through this experience and you're still in the beginning of the, your journey and, and we, we wish you continued success, but if you've learned um, uh, more than a few lessons, as, as I can hear, um, yeah. if you could just share um, what we call the before you launch uh, words of wisdom um, to those young Jordanians and other youth from the region who sometimes hesitate about starting their own business what would you tell them? Uh, follow your passion. This is number one. Uh, number two, read, read, read and study and calculate every move. Um, the thing is that your, your entrepreneurship idea needs to be uh, an extreme risk, but your actions to your entrepreneurship idea needs to be calculated risk. 
So prepare and over-prepare and overthink because you can never be prepared enough. Every day is a, a new journey. Uh, there are You have to know that you will wear different hats every day. You have to be um, a negotiator. You have to be a financial advisor. You have to be economic. You have to, you have to know so much about IT and infotainment systems and all of these kind of things. So be prepared to be diverse. Be prepared to take everything in. And it's an it's a enjoying journey. If you really love what you do and if you're really honest about your message and what you're trying to accomplish, you're going to enjoy it. And just this diversity and every day you have to meet with the different people in different sector and you learn something new. Mm-hmm. All, all in all, it's so exciting. So um, buckle up and get on a ride. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very appropriate, uh, appropriate use of buckle up. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Thank you so much, Reem. This has been um, uh, a truly fascinating conversation. Um, And I hope that um, our audiences here in the United States, but also in the region um, will really um, listen to, uh, to what you have to say. Um, And I am hundred percent sure they'll be inspired by your journey. Thank you for your time today. Thank you very much. Thank you for all the support and good luck with this uh, venture. It's really exciting and I'm so happy to be on this podcast. Thank you. This podcast is funded by a grant from the United States Department of State. The opinions, findings, and conclusions of this podcast are those of our guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the U.S. Department of State.